Welcome, welcome, friend, to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan, and I'm really delighted that you've decided to join me here today. And I thought because we're in the holiday season that I would lighten it up a little bit for some nice holiday listening because you should be on the wind down now. You should be chilling out. And if you happen to be tuning into this episode, I don't want to be like ladening you with a lot of like, you know, lots of business talk like I normally do. Rather, I thought we'd just answer a question that I get asked all of the time. And that question is, what is the best gear to use for personal branding? Now, I can't speak for anybody else on the answer to this question. All I can do is let you know exactly what I do use and what's in my kit. So I thought, let's just open the doors to my boot of my car or to my camera kit, and I'll share with you exactly what I am using. I thought I'd preface this by saying I am not a gear junkie. I don't like overly invest or think about cameras and, and lenses and gear like that. To me, the the cameras are and the bodies and the lenses and the whole kit that's in my car, it's very important vehicle for me to get to the destination. But to me, that's not the important part. Okay. I believe that it's the user, you know, not the gear that makes the photo. Obviously, the better the gear, the sharper, the the better quality kind of image that you can pull out of it. However, it's not an area that I get awfully fixed out on. So this is why you don't often hear me talk about this technical side of things because it's just not necessarily my happy place. However, I understand that there's going to be a lot of curiosity out there. And if you are thinking of jumping into personal branding, you're probably going to want to know if you've got the right gear to get you there, right? So let me open it up and let me tell you what I use and why I'm using it so that that way you can, you know, rest assured if you've already got your kit sorted, or you might need to think about maybe like opening it up and looking at a few different things to add into your collection in order to make your personal brand photography shine. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing you're going to want to know, of course, is what's the camera body that I'm using. So I have not switched over to mirrorless yet. Again, I don't really love spending money in this department. So having to switch over all of my glass and everything is going to be just a huge expense for me. So right now I'm not thinking about going down that path. I do understand that the mirrorless comes with a lot of uh, benefits, a lot lighter, you know, um, obviously better autofocusing controls and better video and that kind of thing. However, I'm very happy with what I'm using and what I'm using is Nikons. I've been using Nikons since I started my shooting career. So even though a lot of the time I was tempted to jump over to the Canon ship, I have stayed true to Nikons um, and I use the Nikon D850. So it's not the top of the range. It's not the be all end all, but I would say it's kind of like the top end of the mid pro kind of range. And it gives me exactly what I need. It gives me great file sizes. It's got really beautiful video. Um, it's got, you know, great displays and it's got what I would consider very, 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 very good and keen uh, autofocusing. So I'm really happy with the results that I get out of my D850s. Now we have three of those on a shoot with me. Two of them I'm using, one my videographer is using. I like to have the consistency. That's just me. Um, And it means that if anything kind of went wrong with one of mine, I can always switch it out or do something like that. So I'm happy with those, that collection. We've got the three on us. Now, 
now I've still got a bunch of old Nikons that are sitting on shelves inside of cupboards and stuff like that. They never see the light of day. It's just two bodies that I take with me on my shoots and the third one sitting there as a backup if I need it. Now my lens collection is different because obviously with lenses, you want to make sure that you've got like a, a good array. However, there's probably two lenses that I lean on the hardest. The first one is my 24 to 72.8. It probably is the one that gets the most action because it's probably the most versatile and perfectly suited for the kind of shooting that I do. Now, I'm going to be really honest with you. I learned to shoot weddings on a 50 mil. So I love my prime lenses. I used to run in and out and I used to be kind of like really active on my wedding days. But when I'm shooting personal branding, I do need to be able to come out and frame a lot wider and leave a lot more negative space in the images and then quickly move into that portrait mode. And um, and so I find that the 24 to 70, it just gives me the ability to do this. Now, most of the time I'm not shooting down. I love sitting in the 2.8 range, but we all know it's a little bit dodgy. Um, and in the personal brand space, I wouldn't be opening up any wider. So I don't necessarily need to be going down to 1.8 or 2. It would just be a little bit dodgy in this sort of stuff. Maybe a couple of shots here and there, but the 2.8 is, is pretty much um, spot on what I need. And I, yeah, as I said, I lean the hardest on the 24 to 70. It's probably my most working action. It's my workhorse on my personal brand shoot days. But the second main lens that I love and use the most is my 70 to 200 2.8. Now I absolutely adore this lens. I love shooting portrait style. I love being able to zero in, particularly when we're out and about. I love sitting back on this lens and just being able to be a bit of a fly on the wall. And to be honest with you, if I could only shoot on one lens all day, every day, it probably would be this one. However, as we all know, you don't always get the space to be able to capture on this side of style of lens. But I do love nothing more than getting into like a larger home or, you know, going into like big spaces or being outdoors and being able to sit on that puppy. So as I said, the 70 to 200, if I could shoot on it all day, I would. Uh, but I can't. Now, those are the two main lenses I would probably consider if I was starting out in personal branding um, because I just think that they're going to give you that versatility and that range. And I think that they kind of like they cover a, like most of the bases. Now, I do also still have in my kit a 50, I have a 35, I have a super wide, like a 20, I think it's a 12 to 24. And I occasionally will swap that one out with the macro, the 105. But I find that most of the time I'm not even going into the kit to find those. Do you know? I have had shoot days where I've just enjoyed jumping back onto the 50 or playing with the 35 for a lot of the shoot. And it's more from a creative point of view that I just want to sort of like push myself a little bit. But on shoots where I know I need to be versatile and quick, I will just have the 24 to 70, the 72 200. And both of those will be sitting on my hips on my spider holster. So that's another piece of equipment that I can't do without because I just find that the ability to have my cameras swinging <laughs> and not having to put them down and pick them up in places is is much more ideal than um, obviously having to, you know, like going and looking for your camera bodies, sort of leaning them on different things. But if I was, if I knew that, you know, nothing was ever going to go wrong with my lenses. I would just comfortably have my holster, my two bodies and sit on that 24 to 70 and the 70 to 200 all day. But we do know that accidents can happen and things like that. So I do have 
the other lenses there as backup in case I needed them. And I do have a few other kind of like zoom lenses back from back in the day, but none of them see the light of day anymore. Now let's talk about lighting gear because I know that a lot of you will be asking. Now, if you've spotted any of my behind the scenes videos on Instagram, or perhaps you're in behind the lens and you are watching me every month with those behind the scenes photo shoots, you'll know that I love continuous video lighting for indoors. And I do mix that with leaning on as much natural light as I can. Um, I think that the natural light is really, you know, my, my preference for natural light is really kind of like, I guess it's like a hangover from the wedding days. But I also like that it you know, natural is really the style that I like to produce. I'm very much a light and bright photographer. And I think that the light, you know, the natural light is perfect for this. Um, and of course I choose locations specifically so that I can lean towards that light and bright aesthetic also. So I'm very much curating the locations that I go to in order to support me on my journey for that. But I do have video lights that I use and there's two main lights that I use. Uh, predominantly I use the Aperture and it's an, it's a big light. It's the, the LSC and I use the 120 version too. Now, here's the thing is I bought this light maybe like four years ago. So if I was buying it again today, I probably would get one of the more powerful ones. But this one it really suffices. It matches my it matches the natural light and balances it out for me. So it means it's kind of like a fill, right? I don't necessarily use it as what I would call like a, a main source light a lot. It's more of a fill light for me, but I put a big 33 and a half inch light dome softbox over the top of that. And it is just a beautiful quality of light. It is just divine. Now, the reason why I've gone and switched from using strobes to using video lights is that I just like that there's not that flash sort of feel. I can see the light. I can balance it really quickly in a visual sense. And my clients aren't experiencing the like and the, you know, the and the all the noises and the beeps and all of that sort of stuff. So it's just a constant light that I can just kind of like easily navigate around in my shoot. Now, I also do use an, a, a smaller version, which is not an Aperture one. It's called the Nanlite Forza and it's the 60B is the one that I use. And I've got a softbox on that as well. So it's a smaller kind of like a mini version and that I pop out every now and then. And I also use that as a bit of a fill light too. Now for both of these lights, I do use them a lot of the time with the softboxes, but I, I will go sometimes bare bulb as well, just to bounce light if I need it as, as well. Now, interesting enough, both of these lights don't have a huge amount of light, so you can't bring them outside. I only use them inside. I don't actually have the, the charges that go with them or anything like that. Like they're not wireless. They're, they're fully plugged into the wall because I know that I'm only ever going to use them inside. However, a lot of these video lights are getting a lot more powerful and you can get ones that you can take out outside, but it's just not a necessary thing for me. Again, I'm always about sort of speed and being able to be kind of flexible and, and, and stay on the move and stay light. So I find that both of these lights are great for that, but I would never bother trying to take them outside or take out the, 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 the lights outside. Now, I also will have a little speed light. 
I've got two of these in my kit all of the time. The the Nikon uh, Speedlight is the SB900. So it's pretty powerful for a Speedlight. It's great. It's uh, versatile. And I've got a MagMod diffuser on the front of that as well. So that just allows me if I want to just give a little peek of light, if I just want to punch a little kicker of light in, I don't want to necessarily bring out one of the big guns or if I'm out and about and I want to just balance the light a little bit, I can just whack that on. And as I said, bounce it, I can shoot direct or I can, you know, just angle that around as I need to. And that just gives me a little poke of light. Now I do also have in my car a lot of the time a out, like a, like a, uh, um, a portable lighting kit. It's an Ellen Crom Quadra kit from like years ago. I think it could be like maybe 12 years old now. And every now and then I will get that little puppy out just to give me some gorgeous little kickers and just, you know, that beautiful, what it's like when you can drop it down and like darken the sky and use the light to kick it up, but not very often at all. So I'm not going to go on too much about that one. Now, obviously with the light collection, you do need to have stands. So I've got a collection of Manfrotto stands and I've got a big C stand that I can put um, that aperture light on. It's bulky enough to hold that with a sand bag on the bottom of it if I need it. And I also do travel with a tripod just in case I need it. However, I can honestly say I would maybe in the last five years for photography, I might've used my tripod once. It's more for video these days if I use it at all. Hardly ever, it sees the light of day for me. Jordan, my videographer, tends to use that more. Now, other things that are in my camera kit and which you might consider, obviously a reflector is always a good thing to have on hand. And if you are going to be in personal brand photography and you are going to be going mobile, I would always recommend that you have some sort of uh, collapsible background that you can bring or a background set. Now I've used a Lasterlite um, collapsible background. It's got black on one side, white on the other. It's a bit of a bugger to get up and down. It's like a giant reflector. So it's 1.5 by 1.8 meters when it's up and it's got a big tall stand that goes with it. It's, as I said, it's great for what it's used for, but, um, you know, it doesn't come out that often when we're doing headshots maybe and stuff like that. If somebody needs some corporate sort of vibe stuff, I will bring it out. Um, however, it is a punish to get back in the bag. <laughs> I'll be really honest about that. So it's not something that I readily want to bring out, but we do often bring it out is what I'm going to say. Um, another thing that I do have in my camera kit in my car is a large scrim. I live on the Sunshine Coast, so it is sunny a lot of the time. And as much as you don't want to bring people out in the midday sun, sometimes if I'm shooting at a house or a location and I do want to bring somebody outside, I might need to be able to give them a bit of shade or a bit of bounce. So I do have that large scrim there available for that as well. Um, but again, that's another thing that I just find it's a bit of a punish to put up and down. So it doesn't come out often, but it is in the kit. Now, if you've seen me work, you'll know that I always have a collapsible ladder, a little kind of ladder that I can take with me. I just love to be able to use the height to get different angles, uh, to get over fences, to do lots of different things. So the ladder is always in the car. And another thing that I find very helpful is I still have 
some steps and blocks from my studio days, just plain white blocks that I will often pack into the car so that if I want to sit people on and have levels and things like that, then it can still be available to me and I don't necessarily need to rely on the chairs that are in the locations that I go to because let's face it, sometimes you just, the couch is too low. Sometimes the stool is too high when you're in different people's homes and stuff like that. And it's just easier to have those boxes there. Those, they're kind of like the old milk crate sort of vibes, but mine are just white to be able to, you know, get different heights and different levels inside of my photos. Um, and they're reliable. I know exactly what they do. I know what, how people's bodies sit on them. And so there's no kind of guesswork. So sometimes if I'm quick, if I need to be quick, or if I'm again, doing like headshots using the backgrounds or something like that, and I just want that clean surface, I can pull those out of the car and I'm good to go. Now, in terms of the rest of my camera kit, obviously there's things like filters and we've got cards and we've got batteries and we've got chargers and all of that kind of thing. But that is really the basic kit. And I think that's what you really do need to consider in terms of going out and about and shooting personal branding on locations. Now, a lot of that you could leave behind. So please don't think that you need to have everything that I've just suggested, but I did want to be fully transparent. I did want to let you know what's in my kit so that that way, if you are thinking about jumping into personal branding or perhaps you're considering about investing in some gear, you can, uh, yeah, use this as a reference point. Now, I also want to say to you too, is that you can start very light when you're doing personal brand photography. You don't necessarily need to have the fancier lenses and things like that. There are lenses like your 24 to 105s, the F4 ones, they are very, very versatile and something like that would be very, very optimal for doing personal brand photography. You don't need to have the top of the range of everything. Um, you definitely can start in the medium space and then move your way up. What I will say is that if you're going to shoot personal branding, you probably need to avoid sitting on prime lenses as much as they were amazing in your studio. I think you're going to find that they're going to limit your capabilities in terms of creating variety that's necessary for personal branding. You definitely will need to consider having some sort of a light uh, to help you along, but your speed light can be your best friend and you do not need to consider doing those video lights like I was talking about. They are a luxury item and they're one that I really enjoy. However, I could equally work away on my speed light and be just as happy if it was necessary. Now, the other things that I recommended and that I talked about the spider holster. If you haven't got one, please give it a go. It's amazing. And of course you should, if you're not using one or if you don't have one in your, in your kit, a reflector is going to be your best friend. So I would definitely consider that. Now, my friend, I hope that this episode has been somewhat helpful in opening the door a little bit and seeing inside of my world. And if you like this episode, you might consider jumping in and giving me a little bit of a review. This is very helpful helpful for us podcasters. Um, it's helpful for other people to discover this podcast. And we've got a lot of new people discovering the podcast at the moment. A lot of you are DMing me and I love hearing from you. So if you've got any ideas or any feedback, please feel free to jump into my DMs on Instagram and let me know. But if you can write a review again, that would just be so so helpful and so appreciated, especially coming around this Christmas season when this holiday season, when everybody's most likely going to be looking for a way out from their families and maybe tuning into some podcasts after they've had like, you know, full on family time. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, my friend, I hope this finds you enjoying life and living your best life and just having a fantastic bit of downtime. If you're listening to this in the future, I hope this has been uh, helpful to you and I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. When you're so salty, I'll still think about it. We can take my limb out. I'll put on a tight show.